You're making one right decision today. You're listening to Handcuffs and Sage. Three badass moms bringing you all the true crime and paranormal your heart desires. I'm Red. I'm Timo. I'm Dre. And don't let your kids listen. Seriously, just don't. Hey, it's Handcuffs and Sage. Woo! Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, we are doing our Down the Rabbit Hole episode, and this is Red. And this is Timo. And this is Dre. And this is Rock. Yay! Okay, so I'm very excited about our conspiracy theory uh, Freemasons today that we're going to be talking about with Rock. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, because my hubby and his friends have, you know, the secret handshake that we talked about last time on our last episode and so when he asked like what we were going to be covering i said oh we're just going to be talking about you and your friends <laughs> like uh what i'm all don't worry i won't ruin your secret society and we all kind of like laughed and then he looked at me and i i'm now scared so um <laughs> oh boy Black SUVs might show up any second and take me away. I will let them take me away because I need to get out of the house. Um, but just let people know I was a good person. Okay, thanks. Okay. Okay, cool. So, Rock, we're going to have you uh, kind of take us down this rabbit hole. I'm very excited. Oh, boy. Well, I feel honored. Um, Where to begin? So this, this is like, you know, the, the, the Freemasons is the ultimate um end game to all conspiracy theories it's that you know they all funnel up the pyramid to the freemasons the elites that control you know the banking the media that that's kind of what all conspiracies lead to so every conspiracy topic we normally get into it somehow you can draw a parallel to uh the freemasons and so i think that's why we're doing this episode because we briefly touched on it little bits here and there and um but you know what i think I know is probably completely you know so far from the truth just because we learn from what's on the internet what's available to you know the people who are not members so <laughs> it's all hearsay so I'm sure Rock knows how it started but basically it was local fraternities at the end of the 14th century and they were stonemasons and what they did is they were smart about linking up to people who made the rules and the laws in their areas and had them join their uh weird sex clubs and you know it just kind of yeah. went from there it, it flourished it's just a boys club of you know the uh <laughs> the doers and the elites and the guys who um want to learn to pull strings or, or gain immunity and mm -hmm. um i never i didn't dive too much in the old history of how it evolved because i'm just more interested in like the juicy like how it's relevant to us today and like who still is a freemason who's the the leader which you know there's 33 degrees of freemasonry it's like the pyramid that's right that's and right. so each level doesn't know what the next level on top is about and you learn as you go so the top knows everything and as you go down slowly you know nothing and you're just kind of a little member um but i'm in really interested in like you know which leaders of say corporations or pharmaceutical companies or banks or media are they actually 33 degree freemasons and you know um and how it's all tied into all the information we're fed. Um, it's pretty interesting. You know, I think yeah. some, of the, some of the most exciting stuff is just um, there's so many good compilations of 
hints that are dropped in news or sh or shows or movies or cartoons. They're everywhere, and um, because a lot of these writers are are they have complex ways of thinking. They're not just trying to make some stupid cartoon. Like they want to tell you things and show you how much they know about the world, but do it in a fun way. And so the secrets are everywhere. Kind of like the Disney stuff, except that's just like nasty and, and like not even necessary. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, that, more, more. <laughs> that's for fun. <laughs> one, one interesting thing uh, that, that is a fun little hole to dive down and watch is um, the number about the number 33 and how it's used in the media and TVs and everything. And there's a lot of numerology going on in the news that you won't catch if you're just, you know, looking back and kind of following along, not thinking too deeply. But um you guys should look it up on YouTube or not even YouTube. You probably have to go to uh, go to like DuckDuckGo and do a video search because YouTube and um, it's pretty censored now. So you can't find anything except um, like people who claim themselves to be fact checkers. So you search conspiracy theory, you'll get 5 million reasons why that conspiracy theory is wrong. And it's mm -hmm. funny that you only get that side of the story now. And YouTube used to have everything. Right. But, uh, mm -hmm. So I, I want to talk. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I was just watching a, um, a, a couple of videos the other day of compilations independent people have made um, with like all the major news stories and some of the first big uh, headlines that come out, how it's always like 33 deaths from this or, you know, 33% reduction in deaths by this or um, Hillary Clinton deleted 33,000 emails and like the number is out there a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it just right. a coincidence? You know, that like it, it's like a signal, right? Yeah, totally. And they basically a signal that, that there's some, you know, there's the hidden hand. That's what a lot of people call it, pulling the strings. And, um, I think there is, you know, but I think it's so complex. I don't think it's like puppet master, one guy in a, you know, in a dark laboratory somewhere. I, I think it's just infiltrated the higher ups in society, all the leaders, they all go to these creepy cult, um, creepy little cult rituals. And I'm like, no, yeah, so there's just so many questions. And I think it's a, a good, good topic to get into. Hopefully, we'll, we'll all be here tomorrow still. <laughs> right. So you know, I was I was watching something um, called like 33 degrees of, of the Freemasons. Um, I think it was on Amazon. And um, they were saying, like, you know, the third degree is, like, considered the Master Mason degree. And they mentioned that in order to get to this degree, that you're now, like, in your twilight years, right? You're, you're like, understanding that you're not immortal. And you know a lot about the Freemasons at this point. Um, once you pass the thir third degree, then you go into, like, the fourth through 32nd or 33, right? Um, but when they said that, like, this is your twilight year, once you're in the third degree, you're already an older gentleman. So anything beyond a third degree Freemason, you're, you're older. You're a lot older. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're describing it as twilight years. So these are like, you know, well-off affluent men, you know, in their older age. Right. And, and I, and I want to talk about that, too. Yeah. That's strange because in the documentary that I watched, um, they would literally have like a recruiter guy that would like invite, um, college kids, like very smart, like rocket scientists, you know, biology, you know, biology majors, whatever, and recruit them. And there was quite a few 
young dudes, like a 25 year old, a 35 year old, 40 year old that went into the third degree. Well, maybe because they had something to offer, right? When you're talented and, and they yeah. can use you. They're very yeah. into the geometry and the sciences and the, you know. Right. They want the smarty the pants. Symbols, you know. They what want is the it? smarty pants. That's the one. <laughs> right, right. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit kind of going back to how this kind of became a, a, a real thing with upper um, upper class is, you know, we have many presidents that were part of the Freemasons. Mm -hmm. So I think it's 14 out of the 44 presidents we've had were Freemasons. Wow. Um, 13 of the 39 signatures on our U.S. Constitution were signed by Freemasons. Right? That's 33%. That is correct. So you know. Dang, smarty pants. 33% yes. of... I guess of, we're doing math so today. <laughs> <laughs> she said 13 of the 39 oh, um, that's 30. signed signed the constitution. That's 33% of the uh, people that signed it. Just right. throwing it out there. <laughs> that's right, right. And so their symbol on a uh, ring that they wear is a G, which stands for geometry, geometry right? It's the noblest of sciences. It's everything in existence um, in the entire universe that's erected. So it's very mathematical, which is what you were talking about, right? It's all coming back to 33. Um, it's a signal, I think, when you see that. I think well, you, you're it's, absolutely right. The compass is the compass, and the G is the traditional symbol, right? And the compass, yes. it, it, uh, yeah, it's um, interesting how angles and all these numbers are so affiliated with what they do, and it's so important. And most of us are like, the only time you worry about numbers is when you got to pay your bills or, you know, get a raise. For the most part, <laughs> we don't think or talk about shapes and numbers that often, you know. Right. Uh, but that's all, all it is. I mean, it's all about symbolism, right? So, like we were talking about, Rock, about in D.C., right? There are maps, there are roadways and things like that. When you look at it, it it's a symbol, right? There's yeah. symbols. Um, there was a book written by Dan brown called the lost symbol and it's all about you know freemasons and symbology and all of that which is really interesting to me i think that's really interesting um so they're very symbolic they have all these ceremonies secret ceremonies that we'll never know what they do um i guess what i envision is happening is very like eyes wide shut like oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely because why it wouldn't need to be a secret if it wasn't Right, was, right. Yeah. Harmless information, it would be out there because they would have that. But when you hide something, you hide it for a reason. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. That's but right. It's all men and they're old it's guys. Exactly. It's all men and it's still Ew. all men. I think there's a, a few, you know, probably like Sweden or some random places like, well, we have some women Freemason, but like, I don't think it's really a mainstream thing. They, it's a boys' club. And, well, uh, on, yeah. that on that, again, on that documentary, they did follow a, a woman's. And they had just as many members as the men. And there was yeah. this young doctor girl um, that, that went into, she became a master mason. She, um, she went to the third degree and she was maybe 30. And, uh, but the majority of the ladies in there are the older, older, older ladies. And I, I'm like, I want, I want to be one. I want to do that. <laughs> so there, there, you have to remember too that not all Freemason lodges and you know societies are the same, 
right? They're, sure, they're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though you move up, you won't be doing a lot of maybe other things that other ones are doing, exactly. right? I think but, at the local level, the rituals mm -hmm. are real just history oriented, yeah. real simple, like a church service, you know, just sure. something real anyone can bite off and chew. So you don't, you're not going to be scaring it. And the more you learn, you get enticed. Like, well, what's, so to move up, you really got to, you have to invest your whole self or you're just going to remain at the bottom. And you can say, I'm a member. If I go to Texas and my car breaks down, maybe someone will help me there who's a local. So I think it's scary or dark. I think it's, it's, it's the, the string pulling upper echelons is what mm -hmm. we need to worry about. <laughs> right, right. And so there's an overlapping too with Freemasons and with the Illuminati, right? That they're very overlapping of each other. So when people hear Freemasons, they also think Illuminati, right? It's so there's one in, the, one in the same. One in the same, right? Um, and so there's a couple different stories of them also being linked to other secret societies like the Behemoth Grove, Skull and Bone Society, and the Road Scholars. And I think we've all yes. heard about those. Mm -hmm. um, and then, unfortunately, also linked with the KKK and the Orange Order, which, you know, it, there's racial ties there, right? The, the white privileged man show. Shall yeah, up. you know the KKK, each letter is the 11th letter in the alphabet. That makes 33. Sorry, just putting that out there. I guess we're coming back to 33. Oh, yeah. One other thing, the Twin Towers were erected in 1968, and they came down in 2001. That's 33 years. And I'm actually going to do a tie to 9-11 with this wow. quick story, okay? Yo, That's it's so it scary a, to it me. It could be a segue. It, it is. Segue. Yeah. So scary. So back in the early 1800s, um, there was two publishers, and one of them was William Morgan. And he had somehow infiltrated a Freemason group. And he was able to put enough time into that to see some of their uh, goings on, right? He had information. Him and his other publisher friends said, look, we're going to put this information out there. And the Freemasons were like, uh, hell no. Right. And so on 9-11, September 11th, William Morgan was arrested for not returning a shirt and tie to uh, someone he borrowed from. Interesting. Was arrested, taken to the jail, immediately bailed out by a couple of Freemason friends. They put him in a stagecoach. And the last thing they hear from him is he's yelling murder. <laughs> okay. Whoa. And that happened on 9-11. Wow. Yes, That's crazy. Okay, and then so he has never heard from again. Never heard from again. Damn. Right. So lots of ties like that. Um, you know, people that are Freemasons that we know, like right off the top, George Washington, Ben Franklin, James Monroe, um, other presidents, President Ford, um, and then Adolf Hitler actually banned Freemasons, right? Because he said they were run by the Jewish men. Uh, of course, that was a no-no, and so he actually banned Freemasonry. So he was very against against. It. I yeah, think he was upset yeah, he wasn't invited to the party. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Didn't you he execute him them too? Didn't he execute the Freemasons? No, that doesn't sound like something Adolf would do. Yeah, I, I don't think so. But I think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, Timo. Timo, I, I'm pretty sure Adolf would kill Jewish men with high ranking. <laughs> but did it actually happen is my question. I don't know. 
because I know I, that they were banned, so you would assume that anyone. Yeah. I mean, they wanted to, to do it. They used to have parades. The Freemasons would actually dress up in their whole little, you know, their their apron and the, the sash and, the and all and that. The cap. <laughs> and they would actually parade the streets. And Hitler was like, "Yeah, that's not going to happen." So then it became a secret society because they didn't want to get caught being a Freemason because Hitler was going to, you know, do something. Mm -hmm. It's definitely been always a secret society, though, and which is why I think William Morgan was never heard from again, right? He was going to let yeah. some of these secrets come out. I think Adolf just put more of a spotlight on it. Um, these are people that fly under the radar, right? These people don't come out and say, oh, I'm oh, part yeah. of this well, and we do this. That's not happening. It's it's like if you look at, you know, the Rockefellers and um, the, uh, what's that other famous family that's supposed to, oh, the Van, not the Vanderbilts, but the uh, the ones who did the railroads in the United States. I, Rockefeller, anyways, um, a lot of these people, oh, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and all these, you know, the richest people in the world, um, when you when you do like a paper trail and find out who owns these big giant companies or, and organizations, these people do but why are we like we still to this day you never hear a peep about any one of those last names in the media literally like maybe once in a blue moon um right. on a story that's not relevant to anything scary um but you never hear a peep and you're like but they own everything why aren't we hearing about these guys at the top who control yeah. the banks you know and they can't you know, keep a secret right <laughs> and you know there is a rule that if you are a freemason you should always be given the benefit of doubt yeah. in court yeah yeah and back in the day especially um there, <laughs> that's there, a scary there, part oh yeah nice. there was there were secret signals and gestures that you could um you know you could do to uh, allure the judge that you are a freemason and if he knew then he would probably just get you out of there unscathed um, wow right so at the yeah. end of like a something that they would say like we would consider a prayer um, is something, uh, it goes, so mote it be, or so must yeah. it be, right? Yeah. So that could trigger someone if they heard it, they would know. Um, there is the handshake, of course. Yeah. Um, but there's all sorts of things, right? That if you yeah. heard it, you'd be like, okay, this person's part of this group. And I think last week I briefly touched on when I um, set up my friend who, who was a Mason locally, <laughs> and I set him up at work, and, and he, stopped and looked at me like a you know deer in headlights yeah, right yeah mm -hmm. that was pretty exciting that was is that he was still alive of, is he still with us he, oh he is he is still <laughs> oh, yeah okay he, yeah, yeah. um and he's a good guy uh as far as i know but there is definitely like a little secret side to him that doesn't make sense but he's a good dad good family man mm -hmm. the perfect you know his house is clean and big and has an extra room if he needed someone to stay like it's just weird he told me very little but he one thing he did say is um after i joined and maybe got to the you know level 1.5 or whatever the hell he said um he said that the lodge members and leaders came to his house to just take a look at his the way he's running his shop and they want to make sure you're not um you know some scraggly little dude who doesn't have their act together you need to be kind of like a have you know credit have a you know have some money you need to have a little bit of power um, and this person, he, 
he did have a place of power um, with his position in the community and the access of things he had to, which is interesting. He was a locksmith um, for some, some big things going on in the Santa Cruz Valley. So lots of keys to every big door of lots of big buildings. So I was like, mm -hmm. that's kind of scary. I did uh, hear about them, them having like, definitely having their own code of ethics. Um, and then like when they're asked to go up to like, uh, like the level 32, which is, you know, right before 33, right? So when they're asked to go up to this level, it's like they ask them these questions like, are you charitable? Are you a good person? Ask yourself, like, do you deserve to be at this level at this point in life? Yeah. Like, um, even questions like when you see a homeless person, do you give them money? Like, they want to make sure that you're like a good person through and through. Um, do you help people just to help yourself, you know? Like, are you yeah. helping someone just right. because you know that you're going to get like a kickback of some sort? That's not okay. Right. Right. So their right. code right. of ethics, I mean, you can't really it knock looks, it. It's not a it bad looks good thing. On, yeah, yeah. A lot of it looks good on paper, except, mm -hmm. for, the secret, except for the secrets. And right. I don't think secrets belong in any society because yeah. we're, we're supposed to, you know, elect our leaders and know what's going on. So what's the point? You know, um, mm -hmm. it's basically saying a certain class of people has more knowledge to information than, than the people who aren't, aren't members. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they probably yeah. hold on to a lot of dirt on them also, right? So just like with Scientology, you have to share oh, like yeah. your deepest, darkest everything. That's a um, perfect parallel. Right. So I would assume also with this, in this situation, you share, they know they can hold it over your head, right? If you get exactly. out of line, um, no doubt about it for yeah. sure. Right. Like I would have oh, yeah. to tell them I eat cookies in the closet and they'll be like, well, everyone's going to know you do that if you mess up. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is serious. <laughs> Uh, but I definitely think that there's, you know, connections. Scientology probably has some connection there. But I thought the 9-11 connection was very interesting. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, you know, this is what I, where I'm kind of at with giant events that happen that don't make sense and seem implausible. And then when solutions are offered up right after these events, whether it be a terror attack or a health pandemic or whatever it may be um sometimes it just you you got to wonder all these solutions that were in place were they goals before this event happened that someone people have been trying to get past or get in place for a long time and then all of a sudden this event happens and it triggers the public reaction to fall right on that train of the solution that you already had offering so that's kind of what they say is you know the, the these powers that be orchestrate false flag attacks and they create terror attacks mm -hmm. and, and so and, and i'm not the only person that there's you know probably millions of people who mm -hmm. believe that some of these high profile say terror attacks um you know islamic terror attacks when that was talked about so long um a lot of them just believe that it was orchestrated by some bad actors and then blamed on someone else to organize thoughts you know to get us all on on the same page and if you look at it if you guys remember um 9-11 uh, i'm sure everybody does <clears throat> myself and i'm sure many other people as soon as it happened were uh were so angry and we were like i was like f this you know all these people um died they had, like watching it with, on tv the building explode in new york it's such a 
like epicenter of our prosperity as a country to see that happen. I, I truly hated whoever did it and I didn't know at the point. So once they come out that it's these people and they're in a cave and they just invaded the most heavily defended airspace in the world and they don't have Wi-Fi over there, but they did it, you know, like when that all happened, I was too young to think twice other than listen to what the news told me. And I was like, yeah, like get them. I was so pro whatever war was after that. I, I didn't, I didn't go into the armed services. A lot of my friends did. And um, I was completely in support of that initial um, and not until probably the past 10 years of my life have I realized I'm completely against all wars, you know, um, in general. I don't think killing massive amounts of people will solve anything, <clears throat> no matter how you look at it, you know, but, but it's You're a lover, not a fighter, Rock. You yeah, can't help it. You know, I don't <laughs> think, I think everyone's life is equally important, no matter what race, color, creed religion um so i'm not a i'm not a supporter of any war anymore um and it makes it tough to take a stance in society because you have to pick between left and right you know there's no middle ground the green party doesn't exist there's never been a green president elected in the history so uh it's a tough tough spot we're in but um so let me tell you i never yeah. like i don't like to talk about politics like ever I, it always makes me so uncomfortable, like yeah. on Facebook, I always see people like just, you know, talking about politics. Um, I, I'll let you know, I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. I, I'm red, uh, but I am a libertarian. So I, I am just less government. Right. And I do like take things one at a time, but we've never had a libertarian president and I doubt we ever will. But that's how I vote. <laughs> you know a lot of people think that the, the president um in place whether it's democrat or republican was pre-chosen and pre-screened and the back and forth is mm -hmm. just to get in our brain and make us think that there's left and right and make us right. think we have a two-party system a lot of people especially like some of the guys i follow overseas and their podcasts and stuff they think we have a one-party system and with the facade of a two-party system and i believe right. that because it doesn't matter who gets into the like you have can have a Democrat or Republican in office and the same wars happen, the same, you know, um, taxes and this and that. It just depends where the attention's shown. But like, it doesn't matter how however far you go back. Opposite presidents have been doing similar policies and sometimes they shed the light on the news and sometimes they don't even talk about it. And so. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I heard someone say uh, the presidency <laughs> is, is too important to leave it up to the people right that sure these, yeah absolutely these higher societies that upper echelon they are the ones to choose they are the ones in and I, charge. Have, I do have trouble a little bit with that um because i know we are voting and i know you know they're counting votes and so i i don't it's hard to decide where i stand i don't think someone brings them out of the back curtain and be like this will be the next president right right but right. i do think like being wealthy and having ties like our current president is pretty wealthy i'm sure tied in with lots of people around the world i'm sure that helped his cause you know so mm -hmm. who the hell really knows mm -hmm. so there's a whole bunch of rules i'd like to go through one by one um so I thought this was really interesting and I just called total bullshit on it right away at that. Uh, one of the rules is when in meetings, they're not allowed to discuss religion or politics. Right, I remember. There's that. no way they ain't discussing who the ha doing a who the ha na ha. 
Mm-hmm. For sure that's happening in, in these meetings. But that's one of the rules. Do not discuss religion or politics. Um, also, they say that it's not a religion, that Freemasonry is not a religion, that many different people from many different religious backgrounds can be in it, right? But they all have to be in agreement that God is their central focus in their lives, mm-hmm. right? But can be, you know, different religious backgrounds. But, um, and this is kind of a bummer, you can they you cannot be an atheist or an agnostic and be a Freemason. You right. cannot do that. I'm agnostic, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot be a Freemason. So that's I'm out. I'm out, y'all. Mm-hmm. But you know, along the the religious lines too, back in 1738, the Catholic Church condemned Freemasons. And it's that way to this day. Really? And the I Jesuit, the Jesuits, right? I, I'm really surprised by this because you would think that the choosing of the Pope, right? That's very political. You would think that there would be a hand of maybe the Masons or Illuminati or right. Oh, yeah, I I think it's just um it's just a separate fact like I think it's just a separate faction because the that's like the Jesuits and they're basically a political hierarchy as well. And um, maybe they, they're not buddies. It's like rival gangs, like the Bloods and the Crips, probably. It's exactly like that, right? It's like the gangs in Los Angeles. Um, except not. Yeah. <laughs> except they actually have power to, like, rule our That's right. That's right. right. What other, like, conspiracy theories um, are there out there that I know they – Somehow they said that they were involved in the moon landing hoax, whatever, and then something about nine eleven. I heard. Well, JFK, um, his last speech before he was shot was him warning the public about secret societies, and um, it, you know his whole his whole murder was um, very debatable, still is to this day. Absolutely, that's one I would like to get into. Hmm. Mm. Yes, you yes. Know, his nephew, um, I forget his name. If it's, I think it may be Robert Kennedy. He he's uh, he's going viral right now, speaking out against some vaccines, not all vaccines. He speaks out against some of some of the ones that have um, have a lot of controversy around them. But that, I don't know if you guys have caught caught that or not. I think no, yeah. no, I had no idea. Yeah. And he and he goes on the record saying he's not an anti-vaxxer. He he's got his kids vaccine and this and that. But he he's talking about um certain vaccines and certain future vaccines that are being kind of hyped up right now. And um he's getting a lot of pushback, uh, a lot of censorship. Wow. <laughs> yeah. the, the Kennedys are like the the, the mo- one of the most loved families in American history from a lot of people. Mhm. Um he was no saint, you know, he was kind of a ladies man, but he did speak out against corruption, secret societies. And I think he was kind of a people's champ and that's why he got off, you know? Well, mm-hmm. they were, um, they're America's royalty. That's what they are for us. Absolutely. I mean, even uh, the guy who was supposed to have shot Kennedy got assassinated. If that doesn't make you think twice about that whole situation, yeah, <laughs> right. Of, right? You know, right. why? Right before he was about to testify, so that's crazy. 
Well, when people are talking now, like in the industry I work in, I talk to a lot of guests and they feel like they won't be traveling until they get the vaccine. And I'm always like, I ain't getting that vaccine. I won't be in line for that. You won't see me at the doctor, okay? okay? You guys, tell no, me why. Tell definitely. me why. I'm confused as to why you guys are like so against getting that. I mean, I'm, I don't understand. Well, because look, do we, we have a flu vaccine, but last year, 40 to 50,000 people died from the flu. So if we didn't have that vaccine, um, would it be 80 to 100,000 or would it be exactly the same? We don't have a common cold vaccine. Um, I think it's hard to, it's a hard line to draw because obviously like you wouldn't want your kids getting measles or mumps or what have you. Um, but the amount of vaccines that, are, that are, is being mandatory now every year is climbing. And it, you know, it used to be a handful of vaccines and now there's like 10 million your kids have to take before they're 13. And I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sold on the fact that every, it's been proven that a lot of things in vaccines are harmful to you. And there's formaldehyde in some vaccines. There's been proof of fetal tissue in some vaccines. So um, I'm not an expert though. So I, it's, it's a tough, it's a, that's a huge thing for me and my family because I have kids who have really, health is an important thing. So I have to like make these decisions and then um, do my own research, but it's hard because um, for example, my son, um, he got the flu vaccine and the doctor promised like I told him, I'm like, I just don't feel that it's, it's a good time to do it. He has some uh, medical things coming up. He got the flu vaccine. The doctor swore to us he would be fine. And then he was sick for two weeks right after he got it. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, is so, he immune to the yeah. flu or did they give him the flu? Yeah, my yeah. family and I have never once gotten the flu shot in our lives. Never. And I'm then not... when it comes to the vaccine, to answer Timo's question real quick, uh, the, the reason why is when this this is coming out, this is in a rush, right? They want to get something out there. That makes us guinea pigs. I'm not going to be a guinea pig for a vaccine. So if I was to get it, it wouldn't be until way down the line. But again, every time you take these vaccines, right, it affects you. Just like taking antibiotics, it affects you, right? You don't yeah. want to be taking antibiotics all the time. It's the same thing. So I don't want to be a guinea pig, right? I don't know what's in it. But also, I, I believe in vaccines for children. Not all of them, but I do, right? Mm -hmm. My kids got vaccines. And a lot of people, like, you know, people who with kids on the spectrum, um, a long time ago believed that vaccines caused autism. I don't believe that it causes autism, right? So, so I agree. I want to hear Dre's opinion because she's in she's in the health world, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you. I don't want to say you're forced, but are, are you like as an employee, as a nurse, made to get the, the flu vaccine every year because you're around it so much? Yes, absolutely. So, so there's um, there's you can you cannot get it. You don't have to get it. Okay. Um, but if you don't get it, I mean, Timo, you you told me how you felt wearing a mask just going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, we, if you don't get it, you have to by mandate wear a mask um, from basically from September through March. So that's most of your year. So, so from it buys March you, so, it buys you, you some comfort, huh? So it buys you some comfort. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've never had any issues. I fully believe in vaccines. I, I also work in the travel clinic and we vaccinate against like typhoid and polio right, and right. Absolutely. fever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I 100% believe in vaccines, but I'm kind of on the same um, side with Red where I don't want to, to get it first. I'm not going right. to, like when Gardasil, <laughs> the HPV or, you know, the, that little cancer, cervical cancer vaccine came out, um, a lot of kids got sick you know, and they had to tweak it a little. My daughter had issues with that. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not cool with so that you guys aren't saying you're not ever going to get it. You just don't want to be like first in the gate to get it. No. Right. No. Exactly. Yeah. I'm saying no. any worldwide mandatory vaccine, I'm not going to get it. If they're all of a sudden out of the blue with this, you know, invisible enemy forcing the whole world to take a vaccine, I, I, I'm not going to get it until it plays out for a decade and maybe mm-hmm. it's proven that I was being a conspiracy theorist, then I'll take the shame <laughs> and I'll take the vaccine. No problem. Yeah, uh, exactly. Thing. Quick thing. You, it, you guys have seen this and I just took a picture of a meat market the other day, like the meat deli section at a normal market. And there was a sign, no mask, no service. And then was, there's a lot of signs on every, you know, store and Walgreens, wherever you go, um, you know, no mask, no service. And I'm, I'm fairly convinced that, in the coming years, and I don't, I don't know when it's going to come out, you can replace the word mask with vaccine, and that's going to be the new norm. Um, and how could you possibly prove that everybody coming into a store is vaccinated? Well, if you were microchipped, you could. So uh, all the speculate, and this is a different rabbit hole, but the speculation about Bill Gates, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? He has His whole company is re- involved with vaccinations but he has a bad track record in that in South Africa and all these different places of causing, um, you know, um, children to be handicapped or, or, or um, go paralyzed and all these like physical things that are happening. And it's like, it's tough. They've talked about implanting like microchip and nanotechnology inside of kind of a vaccine to the point of where, okay, you scan your, your arm, you know, with your little microchip or whatever, and now you can get into Walmart and Target and you're pre-screened, you have the vaccine and you're, there's a database. I do think it's a little bit out there, but, they, but they're talking about it. You know, they talk about microchipping humans all the time and um, it's just not brought to you in a way to scare you. It's, it's more talked about like a cool, fun, techie thing to do. Like there was a business in California who, they asked their employees if they wanted to be microchipped so they don't have to bring their credit cards or, or, or money to work if they want right. to buy from the vending machine. Like, so they all got a little chip in their crazy. You know, like right this part of their hand. And, and it was such a cute little news story. It's like, okay, what was the purpose of that news story? Was it really, do we care about this company that's not important to us? No. But just to show like, look at these people get on board with a microchip. They're cool. They're a future, you know, they're Silicon Valley. And um, yeah, I don't like, I don't I like too much. I don't like too much progression. I think, I think you get to a point in society where things are good and um, going too far in the future could do a lot of harm. You know, I don't know. I don't think progress is always better. It's like when you have a good thing, don't get rid of it, you know? Right. And, um, right. So, I used to just, like tease all the time that I would want to like chip my kids uh, with the GPS tracker. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, little, yeah. Right. Yeah. So to make sure that they're always okay. Um, but the thought of actually being tracked in this way, anything well, you do or say from your, from your kid's standpoint, like when I was a kid, 
part of the most fun I ever had as a kid was sneaking around, exploring, hopping fences. We used to like discover. Oh, I never did homes. that rock. Yeah. And so it's like, that was the fun was my parents didn't know where I was and it was up to me to be truthful, you know, keep it a secret. But that's part of like what develops your character is knowing you kind of have freedom to make choices and do things. So I, I would, as much as I would, I love my kids. I don't think I would ever do it even for personal. No, safety. no, no, no. I was always Maybe, just kidding about no, it. No, well, I mean, we, we can track their, all you got to do is track their, you know, what is it? Find your iPhone app. That's the same thing. Right. You exactly. Your phone on exactly. Here. Exactly. Exactly. There was that, that episode in, I don't know if you guys watched Black Mirror. Yes. Where that, where that little girl got, um, you know, she had the, the, implant implanted into her but like it was more than just tracking it was like creepy she couldn't see negative images and things like that yeah exactly it, insane insane but like when you think of the technology that they talked about in that um i can actually see a world where that would come to be and it's yes as yes. because you can you can blame everything on the, the virus or whatever virus it is so you have this, when they call it an invisible enemy, it's so easy to blame something you can't see because, hey, it's that fault. You know, like, for example, our economy shut down in California. People are starting to get riled up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. You just blame the thing that's killing people everywhere. And, and if you speak against that, then you're a terrible person. Well, it's like, you, you should be able to speak again out against anything. We have the freedom. Yes, of freedom of speech. Everyone has the yeah. right to protest. So yeah, um, it's crazy right now. Mm hmm. So I yeah. just want to tell well, you guys I that not, I yeah, so, I got the vaccine. I got the flu shot, and I actually got it like at the end of February. I I went in for a totally different issue, and they're like, "Do you want to get it?" I'm I've always been against it, and just by chance this year, I said, "Sure, let's do it." And I was sitting there, and I was still debating, "Should I get this or not?" Oh well, I already signed the document. Okay, just give it to me. And then literally like a week later was when my youngest son got really, really, really sick, and they said he had the flu, but they didn't test him for the flu, but he was very, very sick. And then my older one caught it from him, but me and my mom, who got the flu shot, we did not get sick. And I've actually felt really good and very healthy this whole through this whole pandemic that we've been having. And I mean, who's to say? Is it because I got the shot, or you know, I'm constantly touching my face. I'm constantly not being aware of my surroundings. And they say that's the number one. You touch something, you touch your face, and you get it. So I don't know. I I've never gotten it, and I've never gotten sick. And now I got it and I didn't get sick. So it's it's really weird. It's just, I'm like on the fence now. Like Now, let me ask you guys something. Do you, have you heard about hospitals getting um, financial contributions? The more that like, like they get basically the way schools get paid to have kids in attendance. I've heard a lot of people say that, that the hospitals get paid when they give out these vaccines. So when they're, documenting yeah we vaccinated you know a bajillion people this year okay you're gonna get a hefty little support from the state i don't know if that's true but Great, so i can i can tell you from from my standpoint like i don't know about the organization itself right i don't know if they get a kickback from you know like sanofi pastor who makes the flu vaccine i don't know if that's what they get um i know that 
they're buying a bunch of flu vaccines from these companies, right? So that for sure, um, we we do get a little yeah. kickback. I'm not gonna like lie about it. We if we get say we we like reach 80% of vaccinated members, um, we have something at the end of the year called PSP, and um, and so we get you know a little kickback, a bonus sometime in March, April. And, and that is a small portion. It might be like 10% of our bonus, but it's, it's in there. We get 10% of the bonus that could be like $3,000. So 10% of that bonus is based on how many members we vaccinated. So there's, there's like a little carrot for us. Like, yeah, we want to vaccinate people. Yes. A, I, I fully believe that the flu vaccine helps people that, that especially people who would probably normally die if they had it. I've seen 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds die in the in the hospital because of the flu. Um, we've seen it firsthand. So like for me to push a vaccine that I fully believe in, I, I have no problem with that. Sure, um, sure. The it's fact that I get a bonus at the end of the year, cool. You know, like it's yeah, not yeah. a lot. Well, I'm, gla I'm glad you're here because you're a good source for that because we, you know, everyone knows someone who works at a hospital, but to have you on, on explaining it from your point of view helps me because I'm not completely for or against. Um, I'm just, I just think that we're not giving the human body any trust in our own immunity. Like, I feel like there's not enough attention on how we can improve our immunity as humans, you know? It's more like, well, our society is like getting sicker and unhealthier as the years go on. Here's a more list of more medicine to counter it, act, act it. But um, I'm a big believer yeah. in natural methods. And it's like, if well, you know, any like healthy triathlon, you know, these people, a lot of them don't get sick. A lot of the healthy, like these sports people, um, a lot of them are really, really strong immunity. So I, w I just wish there was more of a focus on how we can build our immune systems and, and yeah. not rely on medicine as much. But I won't deny it because obviously if you go to another country, like if you're in the military, you go to certain countries, you don't have a choice. Come here, line up, and you're getting this thing shot in your arm so you don't come back with green bumps all over your body. So <laughs> it's a tough right. topic. It's a super tough topic to figure out where to take a stance, I think. Well, yeah. we found for our family, because we've, we've never done the flu uh, vaccine, is that when the kids were little and we weren't getting the flu vaccine, we, we found that each season would come and we would have so many friends, um, families get so sick with the flu. And we'd always be like, well, why, why aren't we getting it that you got the flu vaccine? And that would happen year after year. Like, why don't, aren't we getting the flu? But people with the vaccine are getting sick so we just never got it and I feel like we've had way less issues with the flu than people that we know get it like every year right like yeah, yeah. clockwork so that's why we don't that's all yeah I hear you. I haven't had the flu shot in probably 10 years and I've, I haven't really had a flu in as long as I can remember I've had food poisoning which was like a one day gnarly flu and then it was gone after i puked enough times but i i can mm -hmm. honestly say i haven't had the flu but um but for my son i've got one for him because the doctor really recommended it i'm like he has a heart condition i just want to go with the expert's opinion because i was pissed that he got sick for two weeks i'm like but but he's good now it wasn't a debilitating thing i'm like i'll take a, a mini cold or mini flu if his immunity is higher but I'd really have to do more research um, to, to develop a good stance. You know? Right. Like our family has Kaiser and it's always like a thing for us. Like we like Kaiser, but 
they, it's over the top. Anytime we have anything oh. to do with Kaiser, do you oh, want your yeah. flu shot? Like you hear it three or four times when you're in the building. You're like, oh my God, I, let me just have tell I you. made myself clear. <laughs> I should wear a button that says a no. <laughs> no. I go to Kaiser, sir, do you smoke? And naturally I tell them no because it's none of their damn business. But, um, <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, um, have you been around anyone who smoked? Uh, no. Have you been within 45 feet of a, of, of a cigarette butt? No. What? And I'm like, okay. And they're like, we just want you to know if you've smoked and washed your hands and taken a shower and scrubbed your body with a Brillo pad, and then you go hold your babies, they can get nicotine from your body to theirs. I'm like, can what? you just, you know, I, I'm like, can you just get me out of here and prescribe my, you know, Vicodin for my bad tooth or whatever it may be. Like, you got Vicodin? No, I, I don't. But Sharing you know is saying? caring. They, yeah. They, <laughs> Kaiser's crazy on smoking and flu shots. Like yes. you go in and you're like, hi, I scraped my knee. They're like, you need a flu shot? No, I hurt my knee. Yes, yes. No, always. What was always. that part? Fucking A. So, you know, I'll go back to the reason behind that. It's because, like, when a patient comes in, you guys know I work for Kaiser. Yeah. Um, a patient comes in and there's something called proactive care gaps. And so that's, like, the first screen that we have to click on. Right. And so we acknowledge, okay, they need uh, the flu shot. They haven't had, you know, there's things like mammogram, colorectal sure. screening, um, pneumonia vaccine for elderly, shingles for elderly, flu shots for everybody. Um, they even do, like... Um, they want everybody to have an advanced directive. So like if you were in a, a horrible accident, what mm -hmm. happens to you? Do you want us to put you on a vent? Do you want us to not resuscitate? Mm -hmm. I mean, something like that. It's hard to talk to people about on a normal basis. Like, oh, you're here because you scraped your knee. Do you want an advanced directive? They're like, what the? Well, yeah, I, right, but right. These are, the, these are the proactive care gaps that we have to address as, as nurses. Um, upon like intake, right? So it doesn't matter where you go or how many visits you have, they're gonna ask you that. That's and right. the doctor's gonna walk in and do the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, it's tied to our our bonus. But those all right. of those things, Kaiser's standpoint is that it's it's good for your health. So we're gonna do our best to to make that a thing. Like, you know, we're gonna try to push it on you. What I do if somebody I mean I have like the same patients over and over again. And if I have somebody like Red that says I'm never going to get the flu shot. Please stop asking me. I personally will put like a little sticky note in my screen that says mm -hmm. like, don't ever ask her about the flu shot. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the rest of Kaiser is going right. to stop asking. Me. Right. That's right. me. Like, right. But I do give my patients that respect. Like I won't ever ask you for your care gaps. If you don't want to talk about it, it's not, it's not about me, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's all. Makes sense to me. You know, we'll have to dive into the Bill Gates conspiracy because that's like a, it's a hot topic for like just this past three months, and um, um, I think it'd be a great episode. Maybe not next ne the next time, but um, I'd love to get into that. We could all gather some information because you know Bill Gates, as a kid, I, everybody thought, man, this guy—he's the richest guy in the world. He you know developed Microsoft, and he was the dude. And, um, and now he's getting mixed reputations and I know he's kind of a philanthropist has done a lot for humanity, but, um, it'd be nice to like put the rumors up to the test and really dive into that because a lot of people think Bill Gates and Fauci and Dr. Burks are all kind of together behind this whole vaccine thing. And, um, 
You yeah, know, that would be fun for, to look into and talk about. Yeah, especially for the coronavirus, which is so foreign to health professionals, and they don't know. Everyone has different symptoms, and um, some people's a flu for three days and a fever, and some people can't breathe and the, the tightness in the chest. So it's like it, it's so weird. This virus we know nothing about. Um, so it'd be interesting to look into a little more. Absolutely. It's always fun to, to look into things. Knowledge is power. So I like to learn and read and listen and the, never, the, never end. Did you see the one meme and it's, it said, uh, Bill Gates can't even get viruses out of a Microsoft computer, but you trust them to make your vaccine or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Funny. That's why you get a Mac, right? I love it. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Interesting. So I really like doing this. I like talking about the Freemasons and we kind of went into other things, but I, I really enjoy this one. It's fun, right? Yeah. About, uh -huh. yeah. Uh, what happens at those meetings, you know, sex stuff. And I, I guess we figured it out. So. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll never know. I do know they wear those little loincloth aprons, and yeah. I looked into to that. And the kind of the conspiracy point of view is that it is a kind of a sexual men kind of worshiping their own sex organs and thinking they're special. So I guess the apron is that kind doesn't of like, sound like men. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, right? So That's I heard the weird. apron is like almost like um, it's just like a covering of your your man bits, you know, because you think that they're special and you're kind of a like I said, the whole there's a lot of ties with masonry to luciferianism and the whole premise behind that is kind of that you are enlightened not god is enlightened but you are kind of illuminated and your eyes are open like the serpent and adam and eve you know eat the apple it'll open your eyes so there's a lot of ties into freemasonry and illumination and what it means uh, that's where it gets real saucy is is the nitty-gritty you know behind the door stuff <laughs> Yes, yes. They all uh, believe when their mom said, you're special. They all think that they're special. All right. Well, well this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Uh, message us, of course. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, let us know what you think about the podcast. Please leave a review on iTunes. Reviews, reviews, reviews. And uh, we're going to sign off, right? Right. All right. Oh, yeah. Us, guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, one, two, three. We, we have, have questions. Yeah. Sounds Woo terrible. Good job, you guys. Woo! All right. Woo guys, Bye. Have a great Sunday. See you ya. too. Bye. Adios. Handcuffs and Sage is hosted by Red, Timo, and Trey in a shitty guest room in Los Angeles. Theme music is Leave Now by We Are Wasted. Cover art done by Megan Winchester. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Show some love on iTunes. Be a badass and do what you want. Until next time. <laughs>